This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and you're tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show I'm joined this week by my buddy, Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. We were talking as we were getting set up here, Randy. You got a new family member. Yep. We added a kitten from the Humane Society the other day. and it's Oh, brought our, brought so ca- adorable. Totally adorable, but brought chaos to our house. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Probably a little wild with the... I, I love when you have a puppy or a kitten, they go 100 miles an hour and it just... Boom, they're yep. done. Yeah. And he's he's real... It's funny because he's. we wanted something kind of energetic, but snuggly. We got the exact one. He If you sit down, he'll fall asleep right on you. This morning I was reading, he curled up on my chest and, and fell asleep and he purrs so loud he almost was named evan rude my wife didn't know what an evan rude was she's from houston so uh <laughs> he ended up getting named hops hops and, uh, i love it yeah. i love it's got it. a double meaning he doesn't walk he hops and we're fans of beer so <laughs> how's he been adjusting to the other cats um one of them uh he's doing very well with uh one of them not so well um but the one that he he likes has a very big fluffy tail is a main coon and and hops can't resist it the other cat, his name's Oliver. He does not like having his tail messed with. So he likes he likes the kitten. He likes playing with him until he jumps on his tail. And then that's enough, boy. <laughs> that's enough. Get off of me. Huh? That's funny. But they're, they're, they're definitely fun. You got to love those young animals and yeah. great members of the family. That's for sure. Definitely. They're, they're like our kids. Yeah. Well, a couple of things I want to talk about this week, Randy. I think, you know, we really need to take a few minutes and talk about the national debt. It just seems like we're on this nonstop upward trajectory and debt keeps piling up. Government keeps spending, you know, printing money that that old government printing press is running hot right now. And the government leaders and members of Congress continue their debate on what to do with the spending and the debt ceiling. But I think it's important to consider what it what it means for you in retirement. And I think topics like the debt ceiling debate, Randy, sometimes seem like Maybe it's only interesting to economists or people on Capitol Hill, but the impact, you know, does definitely affect average everyday citizens and retirees. Yeah, there's there, we're the one of only two points in history where we have more debt than we have GDP. The last time this happened was in 1940, and the top tax bracket at that time was 94%. So it's really interesting if you look at that graph, and you can find it at uh, it's the Fred website. Yeah, it's that Fred website, the uh, Federal Reserve site. Yeah. yeah, they show that. So they show the um, the uh, lowest tax bracket, the highest tax bracket, and superimposed on ta- that is the debt to GDP ratio. So at that time in the 40s, when we had more debt than GDP, we were at a very, very high tax bracket. And over the years, the tax bracket came down, and so did the debt to GDP ratio. And then it started ramping back up, and taxes did not follow accordingly. So now over the last few years, more debt than GDP, but... Our top tax bracket is currently 37%. That's going to move to 39.6 when the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act sunsets at the end of 2025. But still, that's about a third of where it was in the past. So if you think about it, we may not get up to those high levels again, but what if it doubled? That's going to definitely affect your retirement if taxes are up, which how else is the government going to pay for this debt? Yeah, I think that's something to really consider. And taxes have such a huge impact on retirement, and I think that's something that's easy to overlook or not be aware of. 
you know, a lot of people, I just had a client uh, in recently that, that came in and really intelligent guy and kind of did all his own math and spreadsheets and kind of said to me, well, boy, if I just make 5%, I'm set. Well, the problem was he wasn't considering the effects of inflation, the effects of taxation. He was just taking 5% of the income he needed right now today. And I think we're all seeing that, especially lately, that, you know, all of those things do have a massive impact in the long run. I mean, I, I joke around my first tank of gas was 74 cents. And some people tuning in might be saying, well, that was pretty expensive compared to what I paid. And so I, I think it's something that you definitely have to think about and consider because it can be probably excuse me problematic if you don't plan for that inflation over time i think the data shows us that you know you're putting yourself in a very dangerous position right yeah it's interesting to see inflation in other countries i've got a friend from argentina and he talks about the inflation uh, down there is just ridiculous he, he doesn't even uh, keep his money down there because inflation goes up so quickly he keeps it in the united states because it's it's going to be worthless down there and if you look at you know uh, germany in the in the 40s or if you look at our country in the you know early 30s you know, that inflation has to be factored in. Hopefully it won't get that bad again. But taxes also are an enormous one. If you if you ask somebody, what do you think your biggest expense in retirement will be? They'll generally say, oh, travel, or we're going to be going out to eat. We're going to be spoiling the grandchildren. But in reality, they're most likely the, the highest expense is going to be taxes. And I don't think anybody thinks of that. And when they hear it, they definitely don't like it. <laughs> they don't think that, okay, here's my biggest expense is writing that check to Uncle Sam. So factoring that in, there's there's no way to avoid taxes, but as you often say, there's mandatory taxes and optional taxes. You know, we can put a plan in place to pay the mandatory taxes and avoid the optional ones. So factoring all that in, looking at if we know taxes are going up in the future, maybe we want to pay them now. Some people are like, well, wait a minute, I, I, I want to pay taxes as late as possible. Well, you can pay a dollar an hour, a hundred bucks later. That's the kind of thing we have to factor in. Yeah, and that's the reality. And, I, you know, I think if you look to your point, if you look at those kind of charts and look at historical rates, hard to argue they're not a pretty good deal right now. And I think that's a challenge for so many Americans that have done a really great job saving in those pre-tax 401k style plans, 403bs, 457s. You know, they're great, but they have a big old IOU stamp on them. And if you don't need to just let it set and grow at 73, you're forced to start taking this money out. That can push you into a higher tax bracket. That can cause additional taxation on Social Security. It can cause additional capital gains. It can cause additional uh, uh, Medicare premium payments. Um, it's just all types of things that come together. And, and planning for that ahead of time, having a plan, thinking about that, and being structured is really important. And there was a good article about the debt here recently where – and we're talking about the GOP pushing ahead with this debt ceiling vote after a late night of negotiations, and that was the Limit, Save, and Grow Act. And that was designed to cap federal spending at fiscal year 2022 levels and increase work retirements to receive those federal benefits. It would also raise the government's borrowing limit through the end of March of 2024 or by $1.5 trillion, whichever benchmark was hit first. Democrats have insisted on a clean debt ceiling increase without any attached you know spending cuts excuse me and, and you know i think that's the problem everybody's posturing randy you know and, and who's going to win 
I think general consensus is last minute will probably come to to some type of agreement. But the markets, one thing mar- markets don't like is uncertainty. You know, debt ceilings, things of that nature. Markets don't like uncertainty, so it's not helping this potential recession we're in. Right. And that can be beneficial if you have a plan. You know, we often talk about we have used two buckets, our safe bucket and our growth bucket. If we have a safe bucket and we know that we've got our income covered for the next 5, 10, 15 years, regardless of what the market does, when we have that kind of volatility that people generally don't like, that can be a great opportunity to reposition some assets, to buy things on sale. You know, we're, we're not as worried about the day-to-day fluctuations when that's not where your income is coming from. I remember 2008, it was very common where somebody retired, hey, I've got a million dollars, I'm retiring. Then a couple of months later, they have $600,000. You know, if they had divided up that million into a safe bucket and a growth bucket, which nobody likes the idea of the safe bucket when everything's going good. It's kind of like- I like you call that, Randy, the boring bucket. Boring bucket, yeah. It should not be very interesting, but uh, you like it when- when you need it. It's kind of like, I know there's when the uh, um, Affordable Care Act first came out, there were some things about pre-existing conditions and everything, and there was a problem because some people would not apply for insurance until they needed it. You know, and then in the old days, you'd be rejected because you, know, you can't get insurance. So why would you pay for something until you need it? You know, it doesn't, the stock market doesn't look work like that. It's like, okay, it's like, I, I like to use the term, you know, parachute. You know, if you're falling out of a plane, you're really glad to have that parachute. That's for yeah. sure. If you're racing down the freeway again with somebody and you got a parachute draw, holding you back, you know, you don't like it. But just having a plan for no matter what happens, market up, growth bucket's doing good. Market down, we got our safe bucket. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement-ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, having that flexibility is really important. And that really solves a lot of things, including can really address sequence of return risk. We know one of the biggest risks is having a down market early in retirement that can have a massive impact on the longevity of your portfolio. And another great article, Randy, I think there's three different ways your finances can be affected by this debt ceiling debate. And it's uh, more than an abstract political issue for congressional leaders to think about. Millions of Americans could suffer very real world financial hits if this conflict continues to drag on. A default in our federal government's debt could cause individuals to see a decline in their wealth as the market's going to react. That means dropping your 401k values, right? Markets also dislike this uncertainty that we talked about. The longer this drags on, the more volatility we could see. Some analysts are even predicting U.S. government default could cause markets to plunge by one-third if it actually defaulted. A default would likely also push borrowing rates even higher, which would cause the cost to borrow for homes and cars to explode, and the federal government might not be able to send out those monthly benefits. Now, that's pretty extreme scenarios. Again, we think they're going to kind of come to a consensus here in the end, which is what they normally do, but certainly a lot of uncertainty. Certainly a lot of uncertainty. That's a lot of certainty is <laughs> in one sentence here, but a lot of uncertainty right now, and it's something we need to think about and consider. Another topic I wanted to touch on this week, Randy, is this idea of longevity. Some interesting data out recently. People are living longer and longer. I think when we create our financial plans for people, we really like to project to age 100. 
some people, some families laugh at us when we do that. It's, oh, I'm never going to live that long or take me out to the woodshed or whatever it might be. But the the data tells a little bit different story. Yeah, the, the graying of America, the numbers are kind of amazing. Currently, there are nearly 90,000 centenarians in the United States. And that's a, that's a big number, but it's dwarfed by what's coming. By uh, 2030, there will be 130,000. And they say that number will exceed 603,000 by 2060. And that's going to have a lot of impact. That's more people drawing Social Security, more people on Medicare, less people in the workforce. It's going to, it's going to affect a lot of different things. Um, they also say that the percentage share of Americans over age 65 has doubled in size. It was, it was 8% in 1950, and it's nearly 17% as of 2020. So people of, um, over age 65 will represent more than 20% of the U.S. population by 2030 and 22% by 2050. So people are getting older. And it also says uh, nearly 70 million workers left their jobs in 2021. And a lot of them have gone back, 68% of them have gone back, and also retirees have considered they would consider going back or unretiring. And a lot of times, I think that's if you don't have a plan. You know, you see the market go down and you're retired. Hey, can I stay retired? If you have a plan, it becomes a completely different decision. Do you want to go back because you, you missed the social interaction? You like, you like uh, getting out and having uh, some fulfilling work. Work in retirement is completely different than work prior to retirement, but it's a choice if you have a plan. If you don't have a plan, sometimes you think you don't have a choice. Yeah, and I think you've talked about it before, but sometimes when we show someone that they do have a choice, they can continue working, they can retire, it's just that sense of freedom because now the control's in your hands, mm -hmm. right? So I, I think having the information, having a plan, putting that together really is important because the reality is people are living longer and longer. It's something we need to think about and contend with. Um, I, got a, I got a good one for you, Randy. You, you ready for this one? Sure. All right, this is, this is a good one. I practice this. Okay. <laughs> what do lawyers wear to court? What do lawyers wear to court? Well, I've got an image in my head because my wife and I are watching Better Call Saul right now. Oh, there you go. That's a great spinoff of, uh, uh, what was he, uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. What do lawyers wear to court? Lawsuits. Oh, I should have seen Come that one coming. On, that's good. <laughs> I think you pressed the wrong button. Oh, did I? Maybe. I don't know. Well, something. I don't know what what we're supposed to hit there but yeah. uh i thought it was a good one yeah but not bad mother's day coming up yeah ready prepped planned i am not we've been looking at some things and have some ideas but where my mom's at she's like i don't think she wants stuff yeah so we're yeah. looking for like experiences or maybe dining or we'll have to we'll have to figure out what that is with it coming in i looked up some data that's kind of interesting more calls are made on mother's day than any other day of the year so people are reaching out to mom that's a good thing and it's the third highest holiday for sales of flowers and plants uh, Christmas and Hanukkah were ahead of uh, Mother's Day. And then Woodrow Wilson signed Mother's Day into law way back in 1914. Hmm. Average shoppers are spending $250 on gifts for moms. So oh. it gives you a little bit of a budget there, buddy. I got to step it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to step up uh, step up the budget there. Can't yeah. spend it all on that kitten. No. <laughs> Well, that's it. I'll have my mom come over to see the kitten. Yeah. I don't know if that would be a gift, but more of an experience. We were talking earlier, Randy, a little bit about ju just this kind of incredible role that we get to play in our positions here and, and working with people. And, you know, sometimes it's just complex data. And, and we really, as a firm, like to focus 
our plans on the math and the data. I think you always say it best, you know, when someone asks, oh, can I do this in retirement? Can I spend that money? You like to say, well, let's see what the plan says, right? And it's not someone's opinion. It's the math and the data. But I think that idea for some people is very exciting because they love math and data. They love investments. For other people, that idea is a little bit intimidating. Boy, this isn't my cup of tea. And is is this advisor just going to throw a bunch of numbers on a spreadsheet that just overwhelm me and I do what I call a bobblehead? The head just bobs and they have no idea what you're saying. And I think the reality is we have some great tools nowadays that can take these complex concepts and present them in a very easy to understand manner. And that tends to cause those moments that I think we all love where that light bulb turns on for someone. All right. They've got great tools to take a look at risk and retirement and tax planning and everything. And, and some of these can be very heavy context uh, concepts. And behind the scenes, there's a lot of work and a lot of training and ongoing education to stay on top of things. But ultimately, what people want to know is, am I going to be okay? Am I going to have enough income to make it through retirement? Am I going to have peace of mind or am I going to be worrying about what's going on in the market all the time? And we, we can address those questions. I, I'd happily say most of the time, the news is good. I think uh, one of the more common conversations we have here is you should spend more money because you're going to have you know X amount left over at the end of life. And I saw a billboard once that said you never see a bull. I, uh, um, I forgot the saying, you never see a U-Haul getting pulled behind a hearse. So, you know, what are you going to do with that, that money? Every once in a while, we have that conversation with, hey, it doesn't look as good as you'd hoped. I think in those cases, we're probably maybe offering even more service because we're putting a plan in place for how do we make it work? And I think we talked about that a little bit on last week's podcast, some of those adjustments that we can make. But to actually know you know, I'm just amazed at the number of people that don't have financial plans. I, I'm a planner. I've been planning. I'm a budgeter. I've been doing that for years. I've budgeted every every cent since 1991 when I started. I can't imagine these people that just fly by the seat of their pants. And uh, but it's not fun for everybody. It's it's fun for us. But uh, we can make it easy and answer those questions for people that you can get onto the stuff that you find fun. If you found this kind of stuff fun, you'd probably work here with us. <laughs> That's right. We welcome you on board. Yeah. We'd love to grow the team, right? But it is always interesting. I think another kind of variation of that is sometimes we see whether it's an existing family or a new family, someone comes in and maybe it's just the, the wife and she and we say, well, where's your husband? Well, he's not really into this stuff. I handle it. And, you know, we always talk about that's one of the great parts of marriage is this division of labor and people have different skill sets. But we always ask that that other spouse comes in. We can really present things in a simple to understand manner, but at least they're on board. They know what's happening. God forbid that other spouse that handles the finances passes first. We want that other person when they're going through that extremely difficult time emotionally. We don't want them also panicking financially. So it's great to be on top of what's going on and, and just be aware of that. Yeah, just having that. That's that's a very common theme we see where somebody said, if I had a dollar for every time I heard this, I might be retired. But hey, I like doing this stuff. I've taken care of it. It's either it's getting to be a little too much for me or I'm worried what happens when I'm gone. You know, that I want my spouse to have somebody to to contact that's going to walk them through all of the challenges. Because, frankly, once there's just one individual, it gets a lot more complicated when there's two. Tax brackets change, Social Security changes, you know, um, Medicare will change because it's affected by your income and your taxes. So, and we can lay out, okay, what needs to be done right now and what can wait? 
when you're at a point of grieving, you're not thinking about, oh, I really need to go adjust my risk tolerance on my investment or I need to do this. Some things have to be done fairly quickly depending on, on when the death occurs. There, if there's RMDs involved and if it's a, there might be a little bit of a scramble if the death is in December as opposed to January, but we've got the experience with that. We can lay out and say, okay, don't worry about this right now. We'll come back and revisit this in a few months when you're in a different situation. But just knowing that I've heard some really nice stories, unfortunately, that generally come out of a tragedy, but somebody's like, hey, you got me through this time that I didn't think I could. I'm really glad I got dragged to that meeting I didn't want to come to. So I, I was able to put a face with some of these names and these concepts to get through a difficult time. Yeah, I think that's important. And, and, and just to understand, it, it doesn't need to be an arduous process. For folks that want help, we can connect with you if you're locally or we can connect virtually with you. We have clients all over the country. Very simple process, complimentary. It's never any pressure. And we love to sit down and help. We appreciate you tuning in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.